Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 185 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Adam, and I'm joined by Jill. Jill, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We're obviously not in the office today. <laughs> no, we're, we are not. We're. I feel almost like we're a television show that has to record their holiday things way in advance, and they have to get in like, the, or like when you see a Christmas movie and you know that it was filmed in like May. Or like reality shows do it all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this in early December, we not are. nearly as far away as no. uh, everyone else. Sometimes but. I like it cracks me up on Top Chef when you know, <laughs> like they know that it's going to air around Thanksgiving and they're cooking turkeys in like May. Yeah, they do that. Um, <laughs> the holiday cookie, the baking challenge thing, whatever they do, on they have like the whole week of it on yeah. Food Network. We don't have cable anymore. We have Sling TV, and I'm just now realizing. I think I have the Food Network as an option, but it was like the channel I would always just flip to when I was making. And now I really miss that. I haven't watched Chopped in so long. Man, I miss Chopped. I'm so excited to go home and watch Chopped. Anyway, happy holidays, everybody, whether or not you celebrate Christmas. Um, What are we going to do today because we actually haven't chatted with the people coming in yet this is the first we usually record and then we do our intro. oh i was like this is not the first time we've done what we're doing no. um today we are going to be talking to um some of our co-workers about their favorite books of 2017 you know yes, everybody else has all their best lists this is the overdrive professional book nerds best of 2017 well best. sort of sort of because by the time you help, by the time you hear this, Jill and I will have unveiled our best books of the year by ourselves. But this is all of our coworkers, right? Right, right. This is all of our coworkers' favorite books of the year. Um, I think we decided we would let them say books that they that were from any year, but that they read this year. Is that what we decided? I don't remember. All right, <laughs> we'll find you out. Guys, we'll all find out together in real time. Um, <laughs> But Jill and I, at this point, will have already told you our top books. So I'm not going to talk about them now. Um, if people want to get a hold of us, how can they do that? They can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds. Or you can email us at ProfessionalBookNerds at Overdrive.com. Yes, you can. And in the event that you didn't get a device under your Christmas tree and you want to win one from us, uh, we will be celebrating our 200th episode in February uh, and we're going to give away two Kobo Aura 1s, and we're going to do that very, very easily. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter and Instagram, as Jill just said, at ProBookNerds, and just post a picture of any kind. It could be of books. It could be of animals. But we need you to tag us and tell us if you're a cat person or a dog person, because Jill is a cat person. I am a dog person. Uh, and we'll we'll just pick one cat winner and one dog winner, and we'll announce who those winners are on our 200th episode and then we'll we'll send them to you so 
Did I cut it that? What the? It was under great. The, under the tree thing. I got it. Nailed it. Um. So yeah. Anything else people should should know about? No. Actually, wait before we let everyone else go. Do you have a favorite Christmas song? A favorite Christmas song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just putting on the spot. I just thought about that. I don't know. Um, my favorite Christmas song. It. Uh, I can't pick. See. Okay. See. You've un- <laughs> <laughs> you've o- you've opened the Pandora's box, right? Yeah, because everyone is always like, "Oh, what, what?" You know, like my literally. Okay, literally. This my- is my favorite <laughs> mental cartwheel situation I've ever seen. Okay. My um, Christmas playlist on Spotify is literally like variations of the four, same four songs. I just have Perfect. like multiple variations Dead. of the same four songs. So what are those? What are those? They're songs? Um, Carol of the Bells. Sure. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It may just be those two. Wait. <laughs> oh man. This is good. Um, I do like uh, the. The sh- the sugar plum fairy. Um, yeah, dance of the sugar plum fairy. Thank you. Um, uh, there's one I'm missing, I think, and I just have to figure out what it is. Um, I have a couple variations. Oh, and not technically. Okay, so it's sort of a uh, Christmas song, but Green Sleeves, which is yeah. the um, the melody for um, the the carol. Uh, the yes, Green Sleeves is like when you walk down the aisle. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of, but there's a Christmas song um, that is a religious Christmas song that is set to the tune of Green Sleeves, but I am spacing on that right now. That's okay. Um, <laughs> you had no idea that that was coming when I'm you asked. I'm so excited that I asked. Um, <laughs> I actually have the two definitive best Christmas songs, uh, Fairy Tale in New York by the Pogues, and then Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. Those are unquestionably the two best Christmas songs of all time. That's oh, what child is this? That's oh yeah yeah yeah. What child is this? Is set to the tune of Green Sleeves. I am. And at... I will tell you also. This is totally ridiculous. Kenny G had a Christmas album come out like twenty years ago. That I I love his Christmas album. Uh, I love his versions of Green Sleeves and um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Mm-hmm. That is probably actually okay. The Kenny G version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is probably my absolute 100% favorite Christmas Fantastic. song. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> I gave you my two favorite, but my favorite Christmas album is John Denver and the Muppets. <gasps> we were just listening to that at our, we had a little team party. I know you were. Uh-huh. I heard I heard it because oh, I was On walking. vinyl. Liz brought it in on, on vinyl. vinyl. Wow. That, I don't have it on vinyl. I have it every other way, but I don't have it on vinyl. That's wonderful. Um, I don't even feel bad for rambling because if anyone's listening to this, they're listening to it with like cookies and cocoa and half-heartedly hopefully getting a chuckle like we are. Uh, um, okay. For realsies. Anything else you can think of? No. No, I don't think it's either. All right. Well, uh, grab yourself a warm beverage. I hope you guys are all hanging out in like footy pajamas and relaxing on Christmas. If you did get a device for Christmas and you have not yet downloaded Libby... Go ahead and do it. Yeah. And then you can start, you know, adding books from our list. They Mm -hmm. will all be in the show notes. You don't have to, like, try and remember while you're listening. Um, But, yeah, go download Libby. Give yourself some free library books for Christmas on your device. There you go. All right. Well, with all of that, now we will get to this very festive favorite books of 2017 of professional book nerds and friends. So enjoy this episode, everybody. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm waiting for you guys. I know. I'm sorry. First up. Do you up, to, like, do a countdown? No. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm ready. I'm good now. Okay. First up, we have Megan, who hasn't been on the podcast in a while, but she's here now. I've been traveling the United States and the world. Yes. That is true. So. Both of those things yes. are correct. But I've made it back. You've made it back, and you're a voracious reader. I am. And you have several books that you'd like to talk wait, about. Wait, I think before we go that far, when you say a voracious reader... Yeah, tell everyone. Tell everyone how many books you've read so far. This year, 275. It will be more soon. I'm I'm reading it for the first time right oh, now, yeah. and that's taking a little while. Are you reading it or listening to it? I'm reading it. Okay. It's scary. I'm home yeah. alone for the last two weeks. So I don't know why I'm doing this. So I'm doing it in chunks. Tis the season to scare the crap out of yourself. While you're home alone. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But that sounds like that's not one of the books you're going to talk about right now. It though. is not. It is not. I mean, really enjoying it, but I haven't finished. So I can't say that it's one of my favorite books yet yeah. of the year. We also did an entire episode dedicated to it. So you don't have to worry about that. Okay, cool. Well, deep cut into that one. Nice. Nailed Go it. and listen to it. Um, all right. Lay it on us. What were All your right. favorite books of 2017? Okay. I There were so many books that came out this year, and I think 2018 is going to be just even better, so I'm really excited. Um, but my first one's got to be a shout-out to uh, Hunger by Roxane Gay. Loved, love, loved right. that book. Yeah. Uh, I made the mistake of reading it on an airplane, because <clears throat> uh, I don't know if any if airplanes make anybody else emotional, but I live on them, and something about that little, like, compressed air tube that flies through the air just makes me extra feelingy and who boy so good um just kind of the memoir of her sexual assault at a very young age and how she dealt with it by essentially hiding in her own body and just eating her way into just a completely different shape and just how she's come to accept that body over the years and her own issues with it even recently you know, it's not necessarily a case of, yeah, you know, something as a teenager, early 20s. It's, you know, a lot of her issues are very current. And she just writes in such a conversational way. Like, I want to sit down and, like, give her a hug. And maybe we'll talk. But I mostly just want to give her a hug. And just be like, you wrote a lot of things that a lot of people feel. And it's such a good book. It's so good. Ugh. And it's it's not very long, Mm-mm. so it's one. It, but it's it's it packs a punch. So like, read it and then have something light and fluffy lined up. Oh, I had to read that one in chunks because, as someone who uh, empathized and like really understood where she was coming from, it was yeah, that was one I had to break up. To but read. Yeah. just wonderful, and it was it, you had to wait a little bit. It got the pub date. They kept moving around, yeah. but totally totally worth it and a must for this year. Um, on a completely different note, I also really enjoyed The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I've been, uh, I've been peddling this one to people, uh, <laughs> for the, for the last few months. Um, it is kind of a, it's an old Hollywood-esque story, kind of, about a woman who has had seven husbands in her life. She's a famous actress, but it's kind of her story, and then her ultimate love story that is not one of those seven. Um, And just if you like, if you like kind of old Hollywood, just really beautiful writing also. Um, I have not read anything else by this author. Honestly, I didn't do my homework. I don't know if she's written anything else. Um, 
So it was just it was just a great, great story and just a really good look at several decades of someone's life. Nice. And my last one, since I'm going with three, uh, was Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng, who uh, is a local girl. Yep. Um, so she writes about Shaker Heights and kind of just the monster that suburbia can be. <laughs> And um, I got an advanced copy of it, read it, and immediately gave it to a friend of mine who lives in Cleveland Shit, Heights, nice. sit next to, town next door. But like the first page, she's talking about Heinen's, which is our local grocery store, and I was like, "Ee!" And I absolutely loved her last book as well. So I'm I'm a huge fan of her writing, and it was such a good story and such an interesting look at uh, the monster that can be suburban life. Nice. Now, before we let you go, because we're releasing this on on Christmas Day, Mm -hmm. we're asking holiday questions. So, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Muppet Christmas Carol, hands down. That's the right answer. Okay. Yeah, I could uh, could start like got the music going now. Be jolly and joyous. Okay. Uh, And yeah, yeah. Often say when I'm about to do something stupid, God bless my little broken body, and. All sorts. Of, that is my. We watch it every Christmas Eve, so that's my jam Light right the there. Lamp, not the rat. Light the lamp, not the rat. Okay. Yeah, thank, yeah. thank you, Megan. You're welcome. Next up, we have Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Good. Can you do me a favor? Yes. Can you come close to the microphone? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Is that better? That's, that's better. wonderful. <laughs> um. So, how are you doing? I'm good. Did I've I got, already asked that? I think I already asked. I, I think know. you did. I've got a sweatshirt on that says Stay Merry. So I feel like when wearing a sweatshirt like this, you have to have a permagrin on your face. That's good. Permagrin. Uh-huh. A permagrin. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Do, so, your, do your thing, Jill. I'm, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> what was your favorite book of 2017? My favorite book of 2017 was Cork Dork. I'm going to read... The rest of it, a wine fueled adventure among the obsessive sommeliers, big bottle hunters, and rogue scientists who taught me to live for taste. Can I? I just want to interject. Um, being that you and your fiance are two of my favorite people in the world, <laughs> this is the most perfect book for you guys ever. It it was such an enjoyable read. I read it once. I think I'm going to dive in and read it again. Um, it's funny, it's witty, it's informative. I learned a lot. I mean, I can say that I indulge in quite a bit of wine drinking, but I actually felt like I learned something after reading this book while smiling and laughing and enjoying myself. Did you, now, Lauren's fiance's name is Adam as well. I've known him confusing. since, yeah, I, <laughs> confusing. I've known him since I was like six. Did you make your Adam read this book? It's on his to read list. So proud of you. So I recommended it to him. Now, we're also doing, because we're releasing this on Christmas Day, we're asking Christmas questions. So do you have a favorite Christmas song? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Bruce Springsteen's um, Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> yes, that is that is the right answer for you. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, like uh, without question. Oh, that made me, this made me so happy. <laughs> Anything you would like to know, Jill? No, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, next up we have Jim. Hey, Jim. Hi, Adam. Happy holidays. You too. Uh, so, hi, Jim. Hi, Jill. Hi, Jill. <laughs> How are you today? 
I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, hey Jim. <laughs> Jim, what was, it? what was your favorite book you read in 2017? Well, Adam and Jill. <laughs> the favorite book that I read in 2017 is easily uh, Lincoln and the Bardo by George Saunders. Um, I mean, he's been one of my favorite authors since college. And I love his writing style. And I loved I was super excited about it when I first heard about it because it's his first novel and all of that kind of stuff. And it just blew me away when I read it. This makes me really happy because I actually I'm having deja vu because I remember when you were in here, I think we were talking about books we're really excited about. And I specifically right. remember you talking about being excited for Lincoln and the Bardo. So it makes yes. me really happy that it did live up to your expectations. It did. It actually, I think, exceeded them. Did you possible. know we interviewed George Saunders on the podcast? I yeah. do know that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if, if you're. I would say link in the description down below. So I don't know if you can do that. We can but. do that. <laughs> Not only did Jim just say link in the description down below, but he pointed down below. He I did. did. So, he did. Yes. <laughs> so if you go into the show notes, we'll we'll link there too. <laughs> if you're if you're new, we interviewed George Saunders about this book. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Um, do you have a favorite Christmas tradition? Hmm. Or favorite Christmas food, mm. or a favorite Christmas song. Mm. Um, I think my favorite Christmas tradition is getting the Christmas tree with my family. Like we have gone every year, and my parents get so annoyed when they have to go and cut down a live tree. But my sister and I, we have always insisted, even though we're not with them anymore, like living, we insist that they have to have a live tree. That's amazing, and they hate the fact that we make them do it every year. <laughs> but that is a lot of fun. Um, I love watching like just Christmas movies with my family in general, especially now my niece and nephew are like at an age where they're starting to enjoy those kind of movies. And it's just really cool to see them like enjoying the movies that I enjoyed as a kid. So do you have a favorite Christmas movie since you're talking? Uh, it's a wonderful life. Oh, classic. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Jim. You're welcome. Next up we have Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Hi. Hi, Andrea. Hi. 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 So what is, So what was your favorite book of 2017? I cheated. I picked two. That's fine. Oh, Megan picked three. So oh, you're okay. fine. Well, I picked an audiobook and an ebook. That was very smart. We should do that next year. We should. Also, <laughs> Andrea just did a nice little dance that you could see. It was diverging. Audiobook path, ebook path. Oh, and you went the one less. Well, you actually took both. So. I took both. I'm sure one of them is. They less were both traveled. Tra- well. The audiobook technically is less traveled. I feel like audiobook statistics. Less um. So I'll start with the audiobook. It's a Robert Frost reference, everyone. Good job. I would hope that people would know that. I yeah. I think if they're listening to this podcast. I'd hope they'd know. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. I'll shut up. So my ebook is probably a surprise to no one. A Court of Wings and Roses. No way. By Sarah J. Moss. Sarah Baymoss. Sarah Baymoss. Who's having a baby, by the way. Baby. He's having a baby. There's going to be a baby moss. <laughs> Tell us about the book. So it's the third and final, well, final-ish book in the series. So there's the three, the first three trilogies, and then she has a novella coming out in May. And there's like a couple more that are not spinoff. They're spinoffy. Did you say the first three trilogies? Yes, I did. <laughs> the trilogy of trilogies? That's not what I meant. Okay. So it's not a Star Wars thing. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry. You want to try that again? The first three books of the trilogy. There you go. So it's the final. Uh, it's very mm-hmm. good. 
And you love this very I much. I do love this. It's probably my one of my favorite series. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I've never talked about her before in the podcast. So. Yeah. Never. I think she also won a Goodreads Choice Award this year. She did. I voted for it. I think she won last year, too. She did. I voted for that, too. <laughs> What's your audiobook? So my audiobook is You by Carolyn Kepnes. Go, go on. So this actually came out in 2014. It's... Very, very adult. <laughs> Do not give this to your teenagers. <laughs> so you is told from the perspective of this man named Joe, which is a little weird because, yes, that's my husband's name. So every time Christina and I talk about it, we have to refer to Book Joe and My Joe. <laughs> just, to, just to be clear. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so Joe, Book Joe, has his obsession with this woman who comes into his work. And he begins stalking her. But it's told from his perspective. And he tells the story in second person. Which makes the audiobook ten times creepier. Because he's like, you picked up the basket. You walked down the hall. You did this. Do not like. No, it's so good, though. So good. But, so this is her debut novel. And she actually gets you to sympathize with this crazy stalker man. Like, ten percent into the book. And I'm already like... You need to, like, kill her or something because she's obnoxious and I'm totally sympathizing with everything you're saying and doing. Well, I'm not doing. But. Creepy. It is creepy because you're like, this man is crazy. Why am I sympathizing with him? Why am I liking him? Why am I rooting for him? But you are. I just put it on hold. It's so good. That's such a Jill book. It's such a good book. But yes, 10% into it. You're like, no, Joe, you're good. You're fine. Okay, so... She's obnoxious. She should die. You have a youngin. You have a young daughter. She's lovely. Just turned one. Just turned one. So what has been your favorite holiday thing you've done with your daughter? Um. Well, last year we didn't really do anything because she was like a month old. Right. Um. We haven't really done anything yet because we just finished her first birthday party, okay. which was a lot. But one of the things I am going to do is we always did this with my parents. Um, we weren't allowed to come downstairs until they made sure Santa came and all the presents were taken care of. So we would sit, my brother, sister, and I would sit at the top of the stairs waiting for our parents to be like, okay, you can come down. And every year we would come up with like, we would throw like our pillow or our stuffed animals out the stairs and be like, oh no, we have <laughs> to go get that. Thinking we were super clever. And they would, and I swear they left us up there purposely just to torture us. So I'm very excited to do that with her. My heart is exploding with yes. happiness. Um, and then the other thing I'm going to do is on Christmas Eve, I'll buy her a new pair of Christmas pajamas. Duh. And we'll watch a Christmas movie. You are the you are adorable. Good job. Well, thank you, Andrea. You're very welcome. <laughs> okay, next up, we've got Emma. Hi, Emma. Hi, guys. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How are you? We're good. Tell us about your favorite book or books that you read this year. I have two favorite books from this year. I admit in advance, they are both incredibly different. Uh, so you can see why I needed to read these types of books one after the other. Um, my first favorite book of this year um, was Beard in Mind by Penny Reed. It's the latest installment of the Winston Brothers series. By friend of the show, yeah. Penny Reed. Um, big fan. It was wonderful. It's fantastic. 
Um, it follows one of the Winston brothers, Bo. He's the twin. Um, so we've gotten the love story from his his sibling earlier. Um, and it's just fantastic. It's charming. It's funny. It is smart. It's got a good pace. I can't recommend it enough, um, especially when you want to just dive into a nice, comfortable book world um, with the Winston brothers in Tennessee. Highly recommend. And then on the complete opposite spectrum um, from that of books for 2017, I also really liked The Good Daughter by Karen Slaughter. Um, that book is not cozy. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> I, like forewarning. It's, it was um, really intense. Um, you know, there's a, a brutal murder right off the bat. Um, but it does move at a quick pace. It is her, her usual um, wonderful style of writing. It was very compelling. Uh, that book really had me on the edge of my seat. I wanted to find out kind of what was happening with these characters um, between um, what happened to them 20 plus years ago and what's happening to them in the modern day as they try to piece together these different crimes um, in their small town. So no spoilers, but obviously um, I just would highly, highly recommend that book. Completely different. I read it. One another. And then what is your favorite Christmas decoration that you own? My favorite Christmas decoration that I own is new uh, because we have a house this year. Yeah. So I just got to buy a bunch of stuff. My favorite decoration, I think, is this champagne gold colored wreath. Uh, that is on our front door. It makes me happy. It's sparkly. Perfect. It's festive. Awesome. Well, thank you, Emma. Thank you. Next up, we have Kenny. Hi, Kenny. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good also. I'm in the other room. But don't, <laughs> don't mind me, you guys. Uh, so Kenny was famous from our comic book episode of which we'll be doing more of because we got a really good response on that and his favorite book slash books of this year looks like they're also comics so I'm, gonna <laughs> let, I'm gonna let you take it away all right yeah i had one favorite from this year uh, i did read a lot but this was the one that really stood out to me and that's actually one that i actually read really recently it is called dc the new frontier um by darwin cook and dave stewart so darwin cook this is really awesome Writer slash artist for comic books. He wrote this entire thing himself, drew the whole thing himself. Seriously? Yeah. It's about 500 pages of comic book. Yeah. So Dave Stewart did all the coloring. They often work together and stuff like that. But it's, man, it's, it's difficult for me for to characterize this kind of, this, it was really emotionally, it, it, it gave me a lot of really strong feelings because... I, I mean, obviously, I really love comic books, but I also really love comic book history. And there's a lot of really cool, interesting stuff in here that kind of bridges some gaps between, we call them eras of history. So the oldest era, the oldest era of comic book history is called the Golden Age. Mm-hmm. That's like original Superman stuff. Right. Um, Green Lantern, when he actually had the magic lamp. And Which you're wearing a shirt of right now. I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Flash when he had that cool little metal helmet instead of the you know spandex suit. <laughs> so that was Golden Age stuff. And then World War II happened, and comic books kind of fell by the wayside. And then there was this weird 
emotional response to comic books causing delinquency in children, and then the comics code was instated, and then the Silver Age started. And that's when we got the heroes that we know today. So Green Lantern with the actual magic ring. It's not magic. It's based on science. <laughs> where where And Superman became an alien from outer space. So there was this huge shift from magical-based heroes mm-hmm. to science-based heroes. And the new frontier bridges all of those gaps together. So, like... Right after World War II, there was a big pulp, the Pulp Fiction craze, mm-hmm. and DC was not immune to this, so they had like a bunch of cool, like pulp action heroes. The Losers was one of them, which was, you guys might have seen like the Chris Evans movie, The Losers, yeah. not long ago. That was actually kind of like a more modern take on that same, ah. that same hero, uh, that same hero group. There was another one called The Challengers of the Unknown, very pulpy. They went against, they were not superheroes, just regular people who were very knowledgeable, um, like scientists and stuff like that that went against the supernatural threats in lieu of the superheroes. And then the superheroes, the Silver Age started. And this bridges this whole gap, like the Cold War's happening in the background, uh, as a result of McCarthyism, all of the superheroes from the original Golden Age were like forced into exile because they don't want to give up their secret identities, so they must be communists, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and it just ties in this really excellent, rich history of the DC, all of the DC characters. Like, there are some in here I had to go look up, and I pride myself on knowing <laughs> a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I had to go look them up because I didn't know who they were. And it's... Man, it's really good. There's a couple of really like it all ties together into one flowing narrative, but it jumps around in, uh, jumps around in not time, but it jumps around a location a lot to uh-huh. talk about the various different superheroes and the the main storyline throughout the whole thing is kind of Hal Jordan becoming the Green Lantern. Yeah, and it really goes into like really specific background information. Man, it's I can't recommend it enough. We do have it on Overdrive. We have the deluxe edition, which is the one that I'm holding right here. It is a good 500-page comic book with a bunch of really cool, awesome uh, stuff in the background, stuff interspersed between the different chapters, like news articles that are written from the DC universe, like by Iris West and Lois Lane and stuff like that. It's really neat. Yeah, it's it's really good. If you're a fan of comic books or comic book history like I am, this is a really, really good read. It's going to bring back a lot of, like, these really interesting characters that you probably haven't heard of for either a, either a long time or ever. Like there was a couple, like I said, a couple that I just never had heard of. <laughs> you sell books better than anyone that comes on <laughs> here. You're so good at that. Oh, I am going to check this out for sure. It's really good. Um, I, I really recommend it. If, yeah. If you're on a slower internet connection though, give it some time. It's like a two gigabyte download. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, before you, we let you go, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Die hard. Yes, perfect. (laughs) Thanks, Kenny. Thank you. All right, next up we have Hannah, who this is this is Hannah's first time on the on the show. So first off, Hannah, welcome. Thank you. And would you like to tell us what your favorite book or books are or is that you read from this year? Yeah, my favorite book that I read this year was Lilac Girls. Mm -hmm. It's by Martha Hall Kelly, and I think it was published in twenty sixteen. But I didn't get around to it till this year. It's a World War II novel, but it takes three different perspectives. And it was truly fascinating and um, deep in ways that I didn't really expect. Nice. Now, since this is your first time on, uh, what is this kind of the type of book you normally read or what 
genres do you tend to find yourself in? I am a big historical fiction fan. Uh, Another one that I read this year that I loved uh, was The Secret Wife, also published last year. Yeah. And that one's about the Romanov family. I'm a big historical fiction fan. A lot of biography, memoirs, that kind of thing. Do you have a favorite Christmas song? I think my favorite Christmas song is White Christmas. We have a good one. So many good answers for these things. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're going to bring Hannah back for a full episode sometime soon, but thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Next up, we have Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You haven't been on in a while. Sorry. I I know. It's so nice. I miss you guys. I I see your faces and your voices. Although I listen to your voices like every week. And you see our faces like every day. True. So. (laughs) But within the context of the podcast. Yes. Pulling back the curtain. Sorry. (laughs) Dude, ask the question you're going to ask. Sorry. So tell us what was your favorite book of 2017? Okay, guys. I'm sorry. I couldn't pick one. That's Um, okay. Yeah. I don't think anybody did. Yeah. I'll ask you, do you want to go with, like, the book that made me happy in a year that was so crappy, or do we want to go with the, like, my really awesome literary reads You can go with both. I know, but which one should I do first? Oh. I like the happy crappy one because it rhymed. (laughs) Okay, this book is not crappy. This book is happy and really awesome. Um, it is Big Mushy Happy Lumps by Sarah Anderson. Mm-hmm. She does web comics. She does Sarah's Scribbles. And they're just like one-off web, web comics. And they're amazing. So this is the perfect book that I'll pull up whenever I'm having a bad day and just have it on one screen and flip one page, read a comic and giggle and send it to some people. And then, you know, go back to work and then you flip another page and read a comic. And it's just so lovely. I love her stuff. Is she the hyperbole and a half person? No. No. Whoa. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You both. That's kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know her, you should check her out. It's so cute. I guess I don't know her. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of my favorites that I I keep on my phone is is, um, her little character is like, calling a friend and they're like all bundled up and they're like i don't really want to go out anymore and the other one's like i don't really want to go out anymore either and they're like i love having to do work friends or something like that oh my god <laughs> so adorable yeah she like loves cats she's a big introvert it's great it's pretty awesome oh i get why joe loves her <laughs> <laughs> did you do you write web comics under a pseudonym <laughs> i do not write web comics <laughs> Okay, what's your, what did you say, literary? Yeah, my, like, literary ones. Yeah. So I have two. They are both kind of in the same genre, which is, like, family sagas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had forgotten about one of them because I read it in January, and technically it was published in 2016. Sorry, guys. Um, but that one was Homegoing uh, by Yaa Jesse, and it is the story of a family, and it starts in Ghana in... I don't know, like the 1500s. And then it goes throughout these two sisters who um, don't actually know each other. One of them marries this guy, this European man who is a slave trader, and the other one becomes a slave in the Americas. So it follows one of their descendants throughout history until the present day. And it is just, it's amazing. It's so well told. You really get invested in each of the characters' individual stories. 
Um, and then, you know, you pick back up with whether you're in Africa or America. It was just such a good read. Um, yeah, she did a great job. And then the other one is from 2017, and that's Pachinko. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually started reading this one because Adam had it sitting on his desk. And I was like, what a lovely cover. Adam, Mm -hmm. what is that? And he's like, I read it and I loved it. Yeah. I Not only did I love it, I'll let you talk about it, I promise. But uh, Min Jin Lee, who was runner-up for the National Book Award and is just a true treasure, told me she wanted to adopt me. (gasps) Which is my favorite thing anyone has told me in 2017. <laughs> but anyway, you could talk more. Oh, my gosh. So I think both of these books were kind of books that crept up on me. And they weren't things that were at the top of my to-be-read list, but that I just heard really great things about. And I thought they sounded interesting. So I picked them up. So there's something to be said for, you know, just finding a book that looks good and picking it up. Um, so Pachinko is, like I said, it's a saga about... Uh, a few generations of this Korean family living in Japan and about the different decisions that each of the members of the family makes and how those things change their future and where they go from there. Uh, and it was interesting because I didn't know that there is a lot of racism towards Koreans in Japan. And that was something that I had never thought about. And they talk about that a lot in the book because they have like second or third generation uh, Koreans living in Japan or tech. Well, technically in America, they'd be American, but they're never considered Japanese, even though they've been living there for three generations. So it was just a really interesting look at the different cultures uh, between the Koreans and the Japanese, along with just the intricacies of this family trying to make it in Japan and the the things they do and the lies they tell and cover up in order to further themselves. So it was so good. So, so good. Read, read Pachinko, you guys. I've spent 2017 telling you to read Pachinko, but if you haven't yet. Or listen to it. Or listen to it. Really good narrator on that one. Nice. I actually didn't. I might have to go back and do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, before I let you go, do you have a favorite Christmas song? I do. Would you like to tell us it? I thought you were going to ask me to sing it, and I was like, "We don't want that." Oh, I mean, you can, but I was—I was just curious what it was. Um, I actually really love "God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen." It's kind of eerie sounding, and then it's like la la la, and then it's eerie again. And... <laughs> that sums it up. Oh, you nailed it. Oh. Yep. That's Christmas for me. Kind of eerie and then like, la, la, la. <laughs> oh, thank you, Kristen. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have our buddy, Christina. Christina, how you doing? Hello. Hi. <laughs> there it is. That's still my favorite thing of the year. Uh, she's been on many times. You guys know her voice so Hello. much so that like people reach out to us now with your tagline. It makes me so happy. Um, what are your favorite books of 2017? I think my all-time favorite book of 2017 is The Nightingale um, by Kristen Hanna. It was a book I wasn't really, um, I wasn't super interested in. It had been recommended to to me a couple of times, and I had seen it on Goodreads a couple of times and was like, uh. I finally picked it up because it's historical fiction and talks about World War II. Love that stuff, as you know. And it was like, the book changed me, man. I cried. It was it was so good. I was not expecting it. It was like a, a gut punch of an emotion, like an emotional journey. 
Um, if you haven't read it, it's so good. You know, Kristen Hanna is, she does a lot of, um, uh, her genre is very much like suspense, gets kind of lo- looped into chiclet. And I don't think that's fair because I think she really did her research here and it shows. I love that book. Uh, I also really, of course, loved Sarah J. Moss. I know I'm copying Andrea. Um, I think that the series tied up so nicely A Court of Wings and Ruin. No, Mist and Fury. It's Court of Wings and Ruin or Mist and Fury. I'm enjoying watching you try to figure this out. I know, I didn't bring my computer. Whatever, the whole Court of Thorns and Roses series. It's still continuing. The next book's coming out in May. I'm just really excited that I, I picked that book up as well. It was another book I wasn't expecting to really like, and I loved it. I'm surprised he keeps getting YA, though. It's not really YA, if you're huh. listening. It's a little inappropriate. <laughs> in a good way, but... <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like YA gets away with stuff. Uh, that, it gets away uh, with a lot, but in a good way. There's been a couple of YA books that I've read. I'm like, really? I feel and like then, you shouldn't say that. Yeah, that's the whole time I was like, YA, YA, this is crazy. <laughs> um, and then, again, I'm copying Andrea, but I introduced her to this book. Carolyn Kepnes, You. So, I don't think she talked about this. She, she did. Did she? We just talked in the car. We went over. And- yeah. Wait, say what you said again. Caroline Kepnes, you. the author. The book is you. Okay. Oh, to- you. Okay, yeah. She Sorry, I, my headphones are bad. She's. I. I. She read, did the audiobook. Yeah. I did read it. Um. It. I, I'm. I'm interested in what it's like as an audiobook. It is about a stalker who is pursuing his next victim, and it's told um, interchangeably with a second person, which I think. He, uh, Caroline does this so well. A lot of authors who do second person fail, but the ones who do it really well, I think, really screw with your mind because you start to think like them. I mean, I am reading this book and I am rooting for him, and I am actually excited when he kills the people I hate. So that's what this book does to you. It is very well done. It's in the sort of vein of Gone Girl in terms of twists and turns and. A lot of stuff goes down. It's good. I'm really glad that we didn't have you back to back with Andrea talking about your books because you guys literally described it as the exact same way too. Because you're we read a lot of the same things. Oh yeah, and it's good because a lot of the book recs she gives me I trust, and the book recs I give her she trusts. But I read you first. Yes, in oh. a day and a half. Okay, it is that good that I read it that fast. I've been asking everyone one Christmas question, but I'm because you're one of my best friends. I'm gonna ask you several. So first, okay. favorite Christmas song. All I want for Christmas is you. Favorite Christmas movie? I really, really like Love Actually. God, I'm such a cliche girl. But I also get really excited to watch Harry Potter. Like, Scott, my husband and I watch the Harry Potter series every year, front to back. So, I love I love the tradition of that, but I gotta say Love Actually. I love Uncle S- Jamie! <laughs> I, I hate Uncle Jamie. I hate Uncle Jamie! <sighs> I love Scott so much. Um, and then, do you have a favorite holiday tradition, other than the Harry Potter thing? Hanging out with me and my wife. Hanging out with you and Alex. I love holidays with my dad because, like, my dad is such, like, a lovable man. And I we open Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve. And I just, like, always have this vision of my dad with his hair, like, all askew in his bathrobe. Just, like, biggest, like, shit-eating grin on his face when we open our presents. I don't know. I just, like, that makes me think of the holidays because he's just so excited. I love your father so <laughs> much. Rid- He's ridiculous. And my mom and dad both love holidays. They love to give gifts. And it's like, you know, it's so fun to watch them watch us opening gifts. It's almost like, I don't even care what's, I mean, I care what's in there. Let's be real. I love to pretend that I'm like this like saintly <laughs> soul. But um, I just, I remember that. Uh, everyone that I've gotten to meet through through being friends with you 
is just the best people. Thank oh. you. They are. They're all just like characters of themselves, but they're the best. Ah, well, thank Mike you, B. Krista. You're welcome. Happy holidays. And our last guest is Shannon. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Jill. Hi, Adam. Hello. So tell us, what was your favorite book of 2017? My favorite is actually Paper Girls by Brian K. Vaughn. Um, I read it when I was currently having a broken leg. Um, it's the first thing that I delved into. It's about, you know, like a fictional version of Cleveland. It's just a beautifully uh, illustrated um, book, and I can't wait for the, the rest of the volumes to come out. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a comic book, right? Yes, it's a, yes, it's a graphic novel. That's awesome. I think that's like the second or third Cleveland area book we talked about today. It is. Yeah, it's pretty cool because there's like sea monsters coming out of Lake, like, Lake Erie. Erie. That's amazing. <laughs> um, before we let you go, because I think I know the answer, so I'm really excited to ask you this. What's your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie? Well, I mean, it's it's like, it's it's White Christmas and It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Okay, but okay. White Christmas is just, it's... it's I love that movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a family movie for us, and we're all like, snow, Me too. snow, yep. snow, yeah. So... Just smile on our face. We're watching it on Sunday because we do a whole long cookie day thing, and then we always watch it. So is that the um like the Bing Crosby movie where it's like they're in the is like an army? Is it? Yeah, it's an army movie at the beginning. Um, Bing yeah. Crosby, Danny Kay, Rosemary Clooney, and Vera Ellen. Okay. I the tap dancing scene. Yeah, every time. Um, and Rosemary Clooney is like her entire wardrobe from that movie. Just yeah, all of it. Yeah. Really, though. We're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance. Oh, I'll stop because there's an F-bomb in the middle of that. Um, I thought you were, I was hoping you were going to talk about Emmett Otter, but that's okay. Then, haven't we talked about Emmett Otter, the Muppets one? Oh, we, we've talked about, we've, yeah, because the Muppet Christmas Carol is yeah. the only Christmas Carol. Right, exactly. I feel <laughs> Someone else and I have talked about Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, though, which is another Jim Henson. I, this was not you? No, it wasn't. So we've talked about Muppet things. So, yeah, so. well, that's why I assumed you had, you had a Muppet Christmas sweater on earlier this week, yeah. so you're amazing. All right, well, thank you, Shannon. You're welcome. Thank you. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.